Welcome to Monologues with Tia Black. I'm your host, Tia Black. And you guys, I am so excited because I have a super dope cast here tonight. Chasing a Ghost, the cast is here, like, taking over the monologue show. And I'm geeked up because... First of all, I don't know if we have the trailer yet. If we got it for y'all, we're going to show it. If y'all seen it, y'all know. You know, but we have the cast here, y'all. We have Dan here. Y'all know he played Clay. He played the hell out of Clay. <laughs> y'all, we have Tino here. Um, y'all, we have Matt. We have Grover. And we have Tennille. Um, So I am just so excited to... Um, Share this to Grover's page because I'm a little distracted. I'm sorry. Um, I got it. And I think this is maybe your phone. And thing. Sorry, y'all. We live. When we live, it happens like this sometimes. Oh, that was that was me. My bad. I mean, it's live, y'all. You know, it's all good. So, y'all, we have the cast here, Chasing the Ghost. If y'all seen it, y'all know. If y'all didn't see it, I'm talking about immediately after this go off, y'all going to want to see it. It's just that simple, you know. Um, so we're going to get just straight to it, you know. Um, Tennille, you know, how, first of all, who wrote the movie? So our writer is Matt Santia, and he brought on a co-writer, which is uh, Todd Calvin DePew. Okay. Okay. So, Matt, you, you wrote part of this movie. Yeah, I, I co-wrote it, and then I directed it. And you directed it. Wow. Wow, good, great job. Oh, thank you very great much. Great job. You know, Appreciate like, it. I don't even want to say good job, but, like, great job. This was a great, solid project. Everything about it. Yeah. Yep, so um, good job. Award winning? Yeah, a few. A few uh, overseas, too. One in Rome and one in Cannes. And we talked about this when Alfonso was here. Alfonso, he played the preacher. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about this, and I'm just like, whoa. You know, this is it's different. It's different. You know, and I think people are picking up on that as well. It's so, it's it is different. It was a risk, but Lucci, I think yeah. that people are are getting it. So yeah, Lucci was really fun. He yeah. came up from Texas, uh -huh. and so Matt and I, you know, had to get him through rehearsals without being here. So that was fun trying to get him on FaceTime. We never, we never knew exactly where he would show up. No, and, no. You know, he was, was like, always in a different Sometimes he was in place. a restaurant, sometimes in a hotel. Uh -huh. like, but he was always there. He was always always ready to, to rehearse. I mean, that was that was great. So That's yeah, dope. He was That's, fun. So, um, Tino. Yes, ma'am. Okay, wait a minute. We're going to go with the writing. You told us who wrote it. How, do you, how did you guys cast? How did you find, you know, your talent? Um, it was a mixture. I mean, Tennille, we had we had ideas of people in our heads, mm -hmm. um, but we had just we had um, the AFM, the American Film Market, mm -hmm. they talked about the representation. There's not a lot of representation for people with disabilities or mm. for el elderly people. So we wrote a character, um, Vondi, in a wheelchair, and we wanted, I don't know, we wanted something. I don't know, Tennille. Right, so we, we basically wanted to be true and give yeah. opportunities yeah. for Real areas yeah. that don't normally have opportunities. But then once we wrote it, we're like, oh, shit. Like, how are we actually going to cast for this? Because we don't want to put somebody in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and take that opportunity from somebody. But how do you find that right person? Yeah. And so not even 48 hours later, um, I was uh, cast for a small role in Darren Brown's Melanin. Mm -hmm. And so we were actually in this office mm -hmm. space okay. and, um, you know, going through our lines. Yeah. 
and in walks the sound guy. <laughs> and, you know, he comes to mic me up. And I was like, oh, my God. Bondi. Bondi. Like Bondi. 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 You're here. We found you. We found you. We found you. But now it's like, okay, is he going to say yes or no? Yeah. Because people in the crew, mm-hmm. it's a 50-50 shot. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Sometimes some of them. want to stay behind the yes, camera. Yes. Some yeah. of them just and like the art of, of the. First. Yes. So it's just the art of making the film. But mm-hmm. then I was like, would you consider this? And it didn't take him that long to think about it. And he's like, yeah. yeah. And so there was Mondi. It was what never. What was the deciding factor for you? Very first film. She asked me. She asked you. She asked. She me. saw something in you. Yeah, cause, and when you when when you get an opportunity and to be in a film and somebody giving you a, a shot, it's like, uh, you know what? Should I? Should not? Yeah, Killed yeah. It. Just just go ahead and try. But you thought about it before. I had. I mean, all I had. the time we worked on, you know, sets together. Mm-hmm. Man, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. But I could do I just, that better to, than to, him. to be able to do it so, and be in front of it. Do you think that maybe you could have manifested it in some type of way or it wasn't that deep for you? I think you? we all manifest what we want in some type of yeah, way. You know yeah, what I mean? When yeah. you think about something long enough or you do something long yeah. enough or you just continue to focus on that, it's going to come to It's going to come to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Which makes us feel good because that was exactly what we wanted. We wanted to give the opportunity to somebody, you know, the exactly. role, that character to be something outside of the box. Yes. And I feel like we got yes. it. He freaking nailed it. Yes. Like at the premiere, everybody was like, Vondi, 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 Vondi. Oh, my goodness. So I, I good, definitely I think. Good, uh, I had a good person to follow, though. You know, he, oh, my goodness. When I tell you that Dan, I was telling Dan, I said, Dan, wherever you go with it, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow you. I don't, that's not so, even Dan to me. Like, that's Clay. Mm-hmm. Clay. I, that's <laughs> okay. not Dan. Dan, I don't know no Dan. That like yeah. that's how you killed that role for me. Like yeah. you did that. I'm like, how and he is was he game a- for anything, including snorting milk powder. And- <laughs> Lots of milk powder. He was down. He was yeah. down. Yeah. That bathroom scene when he came, I said, oh my, oh my god. god. I know. You know, it was just. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so, how did you guys get Grover? <clears throat> So, well, I waited in line, <laughs> camped out overnight. I mean, they were lying around the corner for these girls. <laughs> you know, so I was just uh, out in you know, summertime, so, you know. Yeah. He was our first choice. <laughs> so actually, our, our casting was a little different. We didn't do, like, a big casting call uh-huh. because we knew who we wanted. Yeah. And um, another goal of this project was to be diversified. So mm-hmm. not just, you know, with disabilities, but just characters of yes. all different walks of life. Yes. And trying to break down stereotypes that people with addiction are people that aren't in high functioning places mm-hmm. of society. So that's why Clay was Clay. Okay. You know, being, you know, the ER doctor and the guy that seems to have life you know, licked, yeah. but he doesn't, you know, he struggles with the same demons and those demons get deeper. So what we ended up doing, um, because Matt and I are established, you know, filmmakers and we partnered um, with uh, Dennis Reed, which was established. Mm-hmm. So we tried to just bring, you know, each of our families together yeah. and, you know, make a story. And so there was a lot of diversity and also just a lot of you know issues just trying to break those down and and removing you know some of the stereotypes and really just looking at addiction as a curse and not trying to make it like somebody's at fault or somebody's at blame but i think uh, not only a curse but then what does it do to the families oh my goodness you know because i think that people don't realize that the families are 
are just as affected, if not more affected, than the, the actual person that's addicted. And mm-hmm. I've never really seen a film do that before. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm a recovering addict as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for me, that was a big thing for me to get right. To, and then to show the family side of it. Right. Right. That mm-hmm. was so dope. Um, it was a scene where hoops, um, you know, when, when Angel came and um, everyone, because I don't want to give too much for the people who hasn't seen it, but when Angel came and Angel was, you know, when they were coming to get Clay and hoops, like, I'm not coming to see you. You know, she because she was so hurt and disgusted, that whole coffee, oh my goodness, you guys got deep. You guys got deep. And I think that it's a topic because at this point, everyone has had someone um, addicted to something at some sort of their life, right? Mm -hmm. So we've all, you know, this was just a relatable movie. Mm -hmm. It was so relatable and it was just a good film. It was a really good film. Like the writing was, y'all did that. Like for real, you know? And I watched it when it first um, released to Tubi. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, they're coming back so I have to watch it again. So even me watching it a second time, I'm like, wait a minute. I missed that the first time. Like, hold on. You guys got really deep. You guys got really deep. Um, like I told you, that scene with you in the mirror, Grover, like that. Oh, my goodness. It it was almost like, whoa, you know, like it it shocked me. Yeah, the, well, I mean, the, it was, the makeup, the um, candy. Candace. Yeah, Candace. Yeah. Candace. 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 Yep, she yep. did amazing. You got OK. Yo, we got to play the um, trailer really fast um, and then we'll be right back. You know, it seems that there's been rumors around that you seem to be getting high. An otherwise perfectly healthy family member dies during a routine procedure. Per the board, you are under review until further notice. I hate that you're so much better at this life thing than the guy with all the degrees. The fact that everyone in my life has used. And has stopped. For the most part. I'll grant you what they wish. Wish I were never sober again. From this day forward, you'll be high until the day you die. Or they die. Clay, do you agree to go to treatment for 30 days? Sure. <laughs> I'm Vonnie, your roommate. Still searching for the perfect high myself. Chasing the ghost, as they say. I'm cursed. Okay, so then what killed him? Not what, Abel, but who? Who? His name is Dion. And he's a witch doctor, or he might even be a demon. What is wrong with you? You think I'm joking about this curse? I am dead serious. But you could make the ultimate sacrifice. I have to intentionally overdose to end the curse. Whatever we have to do. So, yeah, just like I told y'all by the end of this show, if you guys have not seen it, you guys are going to want to see it. And if you already saw it, you're probably going to want to watch it again. 
it, it's just that you know just a good project so um i'm in the comments and some of the viewers y'all we have you guys can call in if you want the phone number is 313-266-2811 if you want to call in and um ask the the talent any questions the artist um if you want to just say what's up give us a call um you know we're here so 313 and i'll put the number inside of the chat as well um so someone in the in the comments um wants to know about your background and your training so have have anyone here taken any classes or um, is it just no you haven't taken you this you just came straight no, through first you killed it never, never, never i mean you killed yep. it thank you thank i mean you. just being right there while somebody's like get from right here <laughs> yeah I, I, hear, I hear that a lot i'm a creeper <laughs> you know just but, being a creep <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun though it was real fun. it was really fun um so dan did you take any classes yeah i have um i would say first off improv take improv classes go comedy or uh, where i take it currently is planet ant Mm -hmm. um i did the second city classes when they were back in the city okay um beyond that i mean that just is a great uh a basis for it because from that everything stems and then um uh locally it was um Christopher Bondi, who uh, recently passed away, um, and he's got a book. If, I'm just going to plug his book because he's, yeah. he's, uh, it's on Amazon. It's Effortless Acting, it's called. And oh. that book really lays a great foundation for, uh, for everything. And then uh, out in uh, Los Angeles, Diana Castle at the Imagine Life uh, Theater. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we nothing like him, all natural. <laughs> well, I, just you know, I being it. natural, I still would uh, recommend doing classes, though. You know, because it, it just sharpens you. So, but I still recommend yeah. it. I'm sorry, Grove, right? Yeah, yeah. Grove. But I've started in um, kindergarten. You know, wow. on stage, and um, you know, I was one of the Clark players in Atlanta back mm. when it was Clark College many years wow. ago. Wow. Okay. Had a lot of you know people there, and um, you know, uh, I always. I look at it kind of like playing basketball, going in the gym and working out with other ball players, and that's how I see actors. So I, whenever I get a chance to do improv or any type of workshop, and I've done a lot of theater in the Detroit area too mm-hmm. with Farmington players, of course, and uh, I just worked with Frankie Darcel this summer. Oh, yeah. Her play, I had to stand in um, in the last minute for somebody got COVID, and mm-hmm. I had to run in and learn two pages of dialogue, and boom. Oh, like yeah. that, and then I did the four daughters minus one that we did also at Mary Grove uh, this past summer. So wow. I, I keep you know, the theater is my first love, but I do mm-hmm. the film too. So. And that keeps you sharp. That yes. theater, that's really yes. something. Like I said, it's like going in the gym, yep. shooting ball. You wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep it going. Yeah. Tanil, did you take any classes? So I did some improv about eight or ten years ago when I was first getting into things and then once I kind of found the group it was the actors loft for me okay. and again Chris yeah. Bondi I actually found his folder yesterday and it it touched my heart uh, he was amazing he was a, a really amazing instructor but um, that's what I've done for acting and then for producing I took some workshops at New York Film Academy okay okay so um like they said, you can be a natural, but it's, you can go and get some training as well. Yeah, and definitely. even if you are yeah. a natural, I think it's important to just go ahead and, you know, uh, sharpen that. Like he said, just do those free throws. Sharpen your right. skills. Yeah, sharpen sharp. your skills. It's amazing for networking as well. Yeah. Because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Going through those courses together. It's mm-hmm. you yeah. Make a friends. lot of interesting people. Yeah. So we're going to play a little game. 
right? So it's based on chasing the ghost, of course, you know. So um, we're gonna. It's just gonna be a Miles. What did you look at? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Solo Gucci, though. I mean, Solo we, Gucci. We know we are, but let me oh, let yeah. me because we got some of this in Solo. We're gonna talk about Solo okay. Gucci. We gonna do it, oh, yeah. but this is just the. This is fun, right? So um, just finish the phrase. You play a stupid game. Win a super prize. You know, I love that. That's one of the, uh, the sayings that I say in my real life. So when I sing, I'm like, whoa, everybody knows about this? He can't answer them questions. He wrote the movie. He wrote the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't actually, that was not me, though. That was my other, my co-writer wrote, came up with that one. But he read it like a million times yeah, to help. I did. He, he did it. Mm-hmm. So... Who is Dion? Like when Dion described himself, can you guys remember what he described himself to be or who he was? I'm a friend. Uh oh. I'm an enemy. Uh oh. I'm a king. I'm a god. I'm a god. I'm your mama. I'm your daddy. I'm a- <laughs> I was like, oh my god. So Solo Lucci, he came in and did his thing. How was it working with him, guys? Smooth. It was, it was smooth. Yeah. 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 I wish we had more time with him. Yeah. I wish yeah, he had more lines. Tell the story how he came on board. So, because someone asked me that earlier, they they wanted to know. So I'm glad that you. So it's not asked. super exciting, other than I think he was bugging Dennis Reed for a while for a role. Okay. And <laughs> he was perfect because he was like this cursor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, his look, mm-hmm. you know, and his rap songs and whip it and like what he stands for like he embraced that character okay so again i think he was he was meant to play that character so so i think that that casting was amazing again i wish he just could have been in it more but you know budget wise when you bring people in from out of town the days matter so yeah so you gotta make that all box too yeah but no he was he was a lot of fun to work with and quite a character you know on set again i wish i could have spent more time with him but i was you know juggling a lot of balls and things like that but he he did great he and was, what he was a character on set I he mean, was when, when the camera started rolling he mm-hmm. just he was on the money right he, jumped and, right and he had it. some right really great ad libs too mm-hmm. like oh, he yeah. and and ideas and you know even like oh how did i find these shoes well i think that i woke up and this and that and i'm like you know what? We're going to go with that. We're, we're gonna not going to film it, but we're going to go with <laughs> no, I mean, not in that kind of way, but if that helps with your character and you need to know where your shoes came from. And, but he asked those questions. Like, as a director, I love to hear actors ask. Really? Like he was into okay. his character development. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, um, how long was he here? He was on set four days. We had him for four days and we had uh, hoops for three days. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so how was it working with Hoops? Hoops killed it. Uh, Hoops is always well, you know, I had, um, I had done like two or three other films with her. With Hoops, yeah. But I had never been on set with her or had a scene with her. Mm. So when they told me I was going to be her dad, like, I was like, okay. All right, okay. now, so yeah. finally got to... You know, see, just because you know how you go to the movie and you see people like, I didn't know you were in Melanin until I saw it on the screen. <laughs> I, I was executive producer, yeah. on, I was one of the producers. Wow. And I didn't know that Daniil was in that until I saw it on the screen. But wow. sometimes that's how the business works. Yeah. And um, I was just really excited and, and happy to work with her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that interaction. Yeah. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so, um, Tino, is this, I mean, are you going to do more act? Are we going to see more of you? 
I would like to do more acting. Um, I was yes. just, I was literally just, just telling them that, yeah, I would like to do more. It, it was, it was fun. I, I just, I just really have to get past the nerves because that's one of the things, main things when it comes to being in front of the camera. My nerves are just terrible. It's like, uh. So you were nervous filming the whole oh, time. I was, yes. You never got out of it. No. We couldn't tell, honestly. Yeah, good. But I was. <laughs> and and you like, did you, could you guys tell when you were filming? The, f- the first day, he was very nervous, you could tell. Mm-hmm. But then I think that the more we ran the lines and then just talked through, I think, mm-hmm. and I just kind of let him know, like, he was really meant, dope. meant for you. Nobody else could do it like you could do it. And then I think day, day two, he was like a different person. Yeah, he was, a yeah he, was, he was really dope in, in coaching me through certain things and telling me, like, you could tell he was patient, but it was still, he was still messing with, I was about to say some other words, but he was still messing with you. <laughs> so, you know, he was, <laughs> he was real patient because he'll come in and he'll just look, well, Tino, look, <laughs> just do it this way. Yeah. And you could still see it in his face, like, yeah. he, like he just had a long day, but he was still, still calm and still ready to coach you yeah. through whatever need you needed. No, he, he was really good at that. I'm going to be honest with you. No, you couldn't have told me this was his first project. Incredible, for real. Like for real, for real. Like we gotta see more of you. Like you know, we have to. That's just that on that. I would Uh, like to. to. Do you guys remember what the pastor uh, wanted for Clay when everybody was going around and they were saying what they wanted for Clay? Do y'all remember what the pastor wanted most for Clay? Peace. I want peace, man. Is that it? That's it. That's it. He just wanted yeah. peace, you know? That that's it. Just peace. Oh my goodness. How did you feel playing that role? Oh goodness. It was uh, a mix of a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, a mix of all sorts of uh joy, pain, you know, yeah. Um conflicted. Uh, but again it's I, I always say it's the environment that uh, mm-hmm. was created by the 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 cast, the yeah. crew. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, directing and such. It was uh, when you have that environment to exist in, to play in. It really it comes natural and easy. Um, but yeah, it was it was intense. And I think um, in our early on discussions, it was uh, you know w- there was months of um, you know time. Yeah, right. yeah. Preparation, yeah. casting, yeah. and preparation, yeah. and always. Uh, Texting, <laughs> texting these two. Yeah, I know that's right. All the time. Yeah. Well, and I'll say I think the role was also destined for Dan because he shared a journal mm-hmm. from when, like, what the '90s or something like that, mm-hmm. where he was manifesting different characters. Wow! And it was the character that was always high. Yeah, so, so interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah, wow. so when he sent that to me, I was like, how weird. Because you do think, like, See. who does want to play a role where they're always... You know, people like to play roles of good people. But yeah. the yeah. roles that, like, have, you know, flaws, some yeah. people don't always like those yeah. flaws because yeah. they don't want to be associated. But when he shared that with me, I was like, okay, like, he wants to go into all these unusual places. Yeah. And sometimes they the- actually need that, too, just to show your range. And, oh, yeah. Versus oh, yeah. Being that sure. one person in every movie. You know what? You know? Because I was just in the comments and someone said, Oh, that's the guy uh, who got choked out uh, <laughs> and he didn't want his yeah. ugly wife. Like, he, you know, so yeah. um, to see you in a different role, you know, that's just always good. But I want to ask you, what, what do you think was the most challenging um, part for you to play? Like, what, what scene was the most challenging for you? I, I mean, the interactions with. Uh 
family with Nevaeh was mm. Nevaeh killed it. You know. Oh my God! How could I forget that part? She was good. No, not Nevaeh. That's who's the baby girl. Oh, Tegan. 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 Yeah. Tegan. Yeah. I was gonna follow up with Tegan as well. That you know, I don't have children of my own, but that was uh, it hit hard yeah. because you you're playing this character and you're seeing what it's doing to everyone but then you see what it's doing to your daughter mm. just that, that was, yeah this was such a relatable uh, film that we don't really touch on mm-hmm. you know this was mm-hmm. that even her you know having a slip up and, and you know drinking the coffee like mm-hmm. whoa we don't talk about that type of stuff we know what's happening mm-hmm. Every day. we don't get to see mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. nobody talks about that well and I think that's what's so different about this movie too going back to what Matt said it really focuses on the impact to the family. Yes. And you've seen like a lot of movies where you see the emotional, which all of this is emotionally based, Mm -hmm. but then it manifests in such like a unique way. So I think that that's what makes the movie like entertaining Mm -hmm. and you want to watch it and you can relate to it, but it's not on the nose with people crying and begging them to stop and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's just the consequences are so different in this movie. (laughs) Very. You know what I'm saying? So there's consequences, but they're so different (laughs) that you still get something from it, but it's not like direct. It's however you take it because of your own personal experiences with a friend, a relative, mm-hmm. or yourself, mm-hmm. you know, with any sort of addiction. And the name itself, you, it will throw you off. You'll think it it's does. something totally different. Yeah. Like, the name itself, yeah. like, yeah. chasing the ghost. I did think wouldn't. it was something totally different. Yeah. yeah. But it, it is the right name for it. Oh, for it's sure. It's definitely the right name, If you name, look yes. up the definition, that's what you're doing, is you're chasing that illusion, mm-hmm. that ghost. But... People thought that it was about a ghost. Yeah. So we were on um, Big Trav and Hollywood's podcast. No, Uh-oh. no, no, I know, but totally right, totally different format. Yeah. Everybody's awesome in in their own in their own unique you know way. But one of the reviewers had to go watch it again mm. because he thought it was about ghosts. Oh. It took him three quarters of the movie, but he gave us five stars because he had to go back and watch it again. And once he watched it again, he realized how much he actually missed. <laughs> I think the the formula of this show also in a, a group of many you know shows about drugs or something. This one almost to me fills in those gaps that you know are there, yeah, but that aren't often highlighted in movies mm-hmm. surrounding mm-hmm. drug addiction. And, and you saw the denial, you know what I mean? Oh, a lot of goodness. People with addiction, mm-hmm. oh, I can beat this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is nothing. Oh, I, I got this under control. I don't have to do this. But then when you start looking at your finances, looking at your time and things like that, you know, you really have to um, understand, yeah. you know, the toll it takes on the family unit. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And Angel, um, that whole character. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Gosh. Oh she my. was so fun to play, though. She, I mean, I, I know. She's crazy. She was really nuts. <laughs> she was just, you yes. know. So how fun, how was it to play that character? Like, how did you tap into that energy? It was, um, it was a mix because 
originally we um, dressed her and had her as like a nurse ratchet. So okay. from when um, flew over the cuckoo's nest was where the character was originated, and then she has like a series okay. out as well. But she just you know had kind of this 1950s, just really well put together. But in the behind, you're wondering like what is What's going on? What is her backstory? Okay. And so um, she was just a lot of fun to play yeah. and to dress. Yeah. And I feel like without you know any spoilers, she was like a trickery, you know oh, what I'm sure. saying? So she, a lot of trickery. And um, yeah, and so it was just, it was really fun rehearsing her with Matt because there were so many things that I had to deliver in one way, but mean something totally different. Killed it. So Killed it, it was like, that I would say is where a lot of the nuance and the layering was mm-hmm. that people like didn't get like, oh, she's just crazy. No. She's just really over the top. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But then you realize like, oh, she's got like, this really significant backstory. Like she got something up her sleeve. Yes. You know? Yeah, she's got something big going on. And that was the agenda. plot twist. Yeah. You know, and I don't even I didn't I don't even know I didn't even know how to bring up Angel because it's such that whole plot twist, you know, and I know people have you know, some people haven't saw it yet, but um, we have to. <laughs> yeah, but I got to throw the tube now. I got to go and watch it. I got to watch it. And I'm not so trying to, you know, spoil it, but Oh my, that, what a plot twist. I wasn't expecting that. I think that is a big surprise for everybody. That was the big surprise for me. I didn't see that coming. You know, sometimes you can watch a movie and you'd be like, you can kind of see, not that it's predictable, but you've watched enough of it to know what could possibly be next. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't. And shout out to China playing the nurse and it, just the all around yeah, great cast. Diesel, Diesel, he was he was dope too. Yeah, Diesel oh, yeah. did a great job. He was Jordan, so he was part of the rehab. Career. Oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, yeah. Mister Big Beaver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mister Big Beaver. Okay. So, um, in some type of way, time has flew by. Um. Well, before we get to the end, we do have a gift for you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Can I look at it now? Yes, absolutely. We want you to look at it. Oh, yay. So that way everybody knows the poster to go look for on Tubi. Y'all know I love my T-shirts, Chasing the Ghost. Oh, this is so cool. Thank you guys so much. And if you guys, if you guys could, um, before you guys leave, give hmm, the younger you, you know, the the sixteen year old you, um, a final thought, a final thought. Yep. And we can we can start with whoever want to start. Okay, we got to okay, start with we'll start ladies with first. Me. So my message to myself would be. Just take it easy and enjoy it. Don't force anything because it will come just later than you expected. So just be patient. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 16-year-old Grover McCants. Um, wow. Got the driver's license on my birthday. <laughs> and um, blessed to be able to live out all my dreams and do everything that I wanted to do and everything I thought I was going to do. I was able to do that. Can we? Can I say something about that championship ring? 
Sure. Don't you? Can can we tell the people? Look, he got it on, y'all. What can you tell me? What that is again? Okay, this is. Um, I work for the Pistons, for mm-hmm. the Detroit Pistons, mm-hmm. during the Bad Boy era. Come on now, in the Bad Boy era. And uh, they're gonna be back. They're down oh, now, yeah. but they're oh, gonna yeah. be back. Oh, they're yeah. gonna be back. But uh, right now, um, I was I was blessed. Like I said, I I blessed to do everything I wanted to do. I didn't get to play, mm-hmm. but I got them two championship rings. You got two championship Eight, rings. Eighty nine and ninety. Come and on I'm now. just uh, thankful that I was able to work in the sales, marketing, advertising, and uh, coordinating of player activities and things like that uh, during an era that uh, is like no other. The 80s, mm-hmm. that was the time to be an NBA fan because that was... That was the time. Mm-hmm. That was something else. I tell people all the time, like, you know, I only have the heavy hitters here. You know, <laughs> the heavy hitters come on. I appreciate you guys so much for coming. And well, thank you for having us, T. Yeah, I've always wanted you. to be on your show. Now, this is my Man. first time uh, on your show, and I've always wanted to. Really? I, I think, you know, I see that, I want to be, I'm not big enough. No. Yet, you know, I, I got to keep working so I can get on <laughs> T.S. show. Yeah. God, But no. I'm glad I'm here. Thank you so I'm much for coming. So Matt, what here. about you? What's your final thought? My final thought. Uh-huh. Um, be kind. Be kind to yourself. Oh, Because that's I think good. that... You only have you, and you only have what you are capable of. And if you're com- constantly cutting yourself down, demeaning yourself, you're not going to believe in yourself. So when those opportunities do come, you're not going to be ready for them. Mm. Mm, that's really good. Whoa. Mm. You know, um, Tino. All eyes on me. Come on no. now. <laughs> no, um, I would tell my 16-year-old self, don't tell everybody your, your dreams. Ooh. Don't tell everybody your dreams. Ooh. Oh, y'all get everybody, deep. everybody, not gonna see what God gave you, so there's no need for them to, to even try to explain to them what it is that's in your head. Mm. And your confidence is not arrogance. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I think Matt took uh, took mine. So uh, this is uh, second second up was uh, <clears throat> make people happy but not at the expense of your authentic self. Come on, y'all. Y'all done got so deep tonight. I don't even know what I can follow with. Wow. Um, wow. You know, I think I would tell my... Miles, you want to give one? Nope. You don't want to give one? Uh-uh. You, in the, you in a circle. Uh-huh. What would you tell your 16-year-old self? Um, yeah, I can't say it on this show. Oh my God! Okay. Oh, really? Nice. Wow. Okay. That's. Yeah, I mean, it fit it. Yeah, because like romance without finance, come on now, is damn new sense and ain't got no chance. <laughs> I'm clipping that out. <laughs> I'm clipping that out. She said, "I'm gonna clip that one." <laughs> That's it. Um, I guess I would tell my 16 year old self um to go for it. Whatever it is, you know, you got one life, let's live it. You know, just go for it. Take those chances. If you mess up, you mess up. Just do it, you know. So um, to everyone that is watching, I hope that you can use this advice um, for something with something in your life. I will see you guys in the morning for the Rise and Grind Morning Show. I love you all in peace. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having us.